0: Alright, what is up and welcome back to the Build A Better You Podcast. I'm your host Austin Chan and in this week's episode we are going to go over what to do if you have quote unquote stubborn muscle groups. And the reason why I put this in quotes is because as you'll see uh, throughout the episode I'm going to talk about why I think that a lot of people think that their muscle groups are stubborn like you know whether that's your glutes whether that's your chest whether that's your arms or whether that is insert body part where you think like oh this is just not growing for whatever reason i'm I'm making great progress in all these other areas in my body but for some reason i have these specific muscle groups that just don't seem to get stronger that just don't seem to like get targeted and i can't seem to get them to grow i can't seem to ever feel them in the exercises that i'm doing then this episode is for you but yeah before we dive in as always i'm going to give you a little bit of a life update so this past week i went to a couple of holiday parties and keep in mind that like these past couple of weeks this is like the most like eventful it's ever been for probably the past year like honestly like I don't do much. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be straight up with you. I don't do much. I spend most of my days just sitting at home, like working, or you know, out and about doing my exercise specialist job. But yeah, like other than that, like I am like literally working ninety nine percent of the time. And like lately, as of late, I've been getting into a little bit more like gaming, just for more, um, just to kind of take my mind off of stuff and just to give me a, some time um to kind of like unwind and really just get my shit together and not like burn up burn myself up by working constantly but yeah other than that like my life is pretty uneventful like you might like look here and think like oh austin is living living the dream he's traveling he's freaking like talking to so many people going to parties and stuff but like literally my like ideal i mean don't get me wrong i love going out and like like interacting socially with people from time to time But like more often than not, like I am naturally introverted and like I just like a nice quiet day at home, not talking to like anyone for for like the majority of the time. So yeah, that's pretty much it as for the life update. Um, I don't really have anything planned for the next um couple of months at least. I mean, as always, you know, like my friends and um not not so much family because they're all like they, I don't I don't live close to my family, but like most of the time, like my friends are very like last minute and like to plan things spontaneously. So, you know, if anything does come up, I'll let you know. But as for the next couple of months, I want to say it, things are going to be relatively calm. I'm going to just gear myself up for taking on more clients in the new year. And I already do have like a few more clients in the funnel, that kind of thing. And so I'm just like really like priving them, making sure that I'm like fully there and giving them the attention that they need. Um, but yeah, um, other than that, I do have some travel plans coming in spring. I think springtime is gonna be a bit more busy for me in terms of just like doing uh, like other life stuff other than working. Um, gonna be, I, I do have some traveling plans planned. Um, I think late February, I'm gonna be going to Dallas for another conference, and then I I am planning to go to New York um, sometime in the spring when when the weather is nice. And also, I've never been to New York City. So that's going to be a very cool experience. Probably going to be going in for like a week, week and a half at most maybe. Um, so yeah, looking, look, very much looking forward to that. So if you are from New York or if you have lived in New York, if you've been to New York, then let me know. Um, l- help me like add to the list of my like potential like itinerary that I'm going to build out. Because I, for, for a person who travels, I am someone who like, likes to maximize my time and be super efficient with everything i do i like to do the most amount of things that i can on my trips i'm not that type of like oh i'm just gonna like like sleep in and relax and just spend my day super nice and slow like no i like to go around and like do stuff and maximize my time while i'm traveling so definitely let me know and i can try to squeeze as many freaking things in there as possible um so yeah that's about that for the like quick little life update um I would say I would ask how you're doing but obviously this is like a one-way conversation (laughs) but uh, I definitely love to know how you're doing shoot me a DM uh, reach out through email or whatever but yeah other than that we're gonna dive straight into this episode so what to do if you have quote-unquote stubborn muscle groups so I have so far I have four tips written down here um, I may, I might have a fifth one as things kind of like progress along, but these are the four that just kind of came off the top of my head as I was like drafting up my notes for this podcast. Uh, so first one here and there's, and then these are, I, I want to say, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm I, not that I want to say, and not that like, I'm like kind of iffy on this, but I think this is definitive that, uh, at least in my opinion, this is definitive in order of importance so number one on the list is going to just be patience and the reason why I put this as number one is because more often than not people who have quote-unquote stubborn muscles they just haven't been training that long like they've been doing it for maybe one to two years and that might sound like a long time and don't get me wrong there are people who can make phenomenal progress in one to two years but also like muscle takes a long freaking time to build. Like don't get me wrong, you can make a lot of progress in one to two years, but more often than not, you're not going to notice like a huge change. Like you're not gonna look in the mirror and be like, holy shit, I look like a completely different person. Not until like years three to five, especially when we're talking about building muscle. When we're talking about fat loss, I think fat loss is super simple and it's relative. I'm speaking to this in a relative sense that it's much easier than it is to build muscle. Like, fat loss is not is definitely not easy. It's not easy to be in a calorie deficit. It's not, it's not easy to, you know, stay on track with your diet and, and trying to do, especially do it, like, it, you know, during the holidays as, like, right now and with, like, other commitments in life, especially if, if you have kids, you have a stressful job, you have all these other things going on in your life. Um, it's definitely not easy, but it is in comparatively easier Than like just straight up like if you wanted to just like maximize building muscle or if that's one of like your main focus and that's because the main thing is that now you have to really start dialing your training because it's much easier to maintain muscle than it is to actually build so when you're trying to build muscle you have to be much more attentive to the details of like your nutrition making sure you're really hitting your protein on a consistent basis making sure that you're really Getting enough calories on a consistent basis, and also making sure that your training is dialed in—that you are training hard, you're pushing hard, your weights are, you know, increasing over time, and that you are like properly recovering in between your workouts, you're taking the appropriate rest days, and you're also, you know, taking the recover- appropriate recovery periods during your workouts as well. So there's a lot more factors to dial in, which is why you have to be patient, and that's why that's number one on the list. And, like more often than not, people just haven't been doing it long enough. And I think if they stuck to the program long enough, they'll eventually say that oh, their quote-unquote stubborn you know muscle group wasn't actually stubborn at all. They just needed to be more patient. They just needed to keep grinding away, and that's just the reality of it. Like I remember back in the day when you know I always thought like my shoulders were lagging. I always wanted bigger shoulders. I always wanted more developed shoulders, and like you know I would slam it with a bunch of volume until like I started actually following a proper program. I trusted the process, you know, obviously like years, like throughout years of one and two, like I thought like they definitely made progress, don't get me wrong. But like I said, they didn't get to a point where I was like, okay, like this looks impressive or like, I feel like I've like actually made a ton of progress. Not until like years three to five where I like, I just like caught myself in the mirror one time. I'm like, holy shit. I've, I've actually made a lot of progress in my shoulders and like I follow that same program for like probably 3 to 5 years like in terms of like the movement selection like maybe I'll change it from like you know barbell overhead press to dumbbell overhead press or like cable lateral raises to dumbbell lateral raises switching them back and forth but in terms of the movement selection itself that never really changed I still focused on pressing heavy I still focused on doing heavy lateral raises and you know training close to failure and applying progressive overload so yeah, it, that, that's basically it, just being patient, and eventually that's going to sort its stuff out. Like, everyone wants this kind of, like, quick and dirty, like, oh, what's this number one tip? Just do this thing, and all of a sudden your gains will just blow up. When in reality, it just takes fucking time to actually see progress. And, like, more often than not, I want to say, just simply adding more shit into there, thinking that, like, oh, I'm going to stimulate so much more growth, and I'm going to get so much more progress out of this, that never... And I, I, wanna, I don't want to say never, actually, I take that back that like 99% of the time doesn't really work out cause, because then now you're just adding more onto your plate that your body has to recover from. And especially when you already have a stressful life and your nutrition does is not on point and you have all of this other shit going on in your life, your sleep is probably shit. Then as a result of that, like if you're just adding more stress and adding more shit onto your plate then your body's not going to be able to recover f- from that. And so it's not going to make the necessary adaptations of getting stronger and actually, like, adding more muscle, like, tissue in, onto your body. Then it's, like, you're really just beating yourself deeper into the ground. So, yeah, that that's why, I, like, I don't, in, like, highly encourage the uh, uh, tips that I'm going to mention afterward. But, like, then th- – but this is for, like, the, the smaller minority of people who – like have tried the whole patient's thing and for some reason um they still aren't seeing progress, then you can start adding stuff to it. But more often than not, people just need more recovery and people just need to be more patient, and that will literally sort out like your struggles of like why this particular muscle group is not getting progress. So yeah, that's about that for number one. And then on to number two, um, like I have sort of this uh, like we're doing the least amount of uh not not effort, but we're, but we're doing like the least amount of like addition possible because, like I said, we want to be recovering properly so that your muscles can actually make those make those adaptations, and get stronger and and get bigger and whatnot. So you know, obviously, patience number one is not changing anything, like just simply being patient. Number two, you're still doing like the least amount of like in like quote unquote effort to uh, like make sure that you are properly recovering and making sure that you are actually um able to make those adaptations. And this is doing the lag, the quote unquote lagging body parts first in the workout. So after patients, I want to say that the number two problem is that people tend to like whatever body part they want to focus on, they tend to just like make it an afterthought, right? So a good example of this is, you know, guys training their calves or even women, like, I don't want to discriminate, but like both, I think both like genders uh, people just like neglect calves. So we're, we're just gonna use calves as an, ex- as an example. People are like, "Oh, my calves are just not growing. They're not proportioned to the rest of my body. And then you know, I, I take a look at their workout program and people just most people, and admittedly, this has been myself in previous years that I'll just I'll just throw on calves as like an afterthought, you know, like, oh man, calves. And like honestly speaking, I think training calves is one of the most boring fucking things in the entire world. But I know it's super necessary, like one from like a proportional physique standpoint, and two also from like a proper like strength training and just being and developing like a proportioned body, not in the terms of not in terms of like aesthetics, but just in terms of like strength and balance and all that as well. So yeah, training your calves like most people, including myself, like I said in the past, so I'm not like exempt from this as well. Most people, including myself, we just throw on calves at the end of the workout and, you know, it's like three sets of 15 and then we just do a few bouncy reps with lightweight. We get that nice burn and pump and then we're like, okay, we're good. I'm going to call it. Uh, and then we wonder why our calves aren't developing the way that we want them to, right? And this is because, one, once especially after you get through a very fatiguing workout, you let's say you hit like a nice and heavy like leg day, you hit some squats, you hit some deadlifts, you hit some of your you know isolation movements and you went pretty hard in those but the moment it comes to calves you're like treating it super freaking easy you're going through a few pump sets you're not really feeling like motivated to get after it and then you wonder why it's like oh why, why are my calves not growing this must be genetics that kind of stuff meanwhile like everywhere else is growing just fine so if we take that into like the genetics thing like the genetics argument at uh in that standpoint it's that Every single muscle in our body is freaking genetic, It's it based on genetics, like you don't, you don't really have control of that. So you can't really use that as, as an excuse when everything else is, you know, doing just fine. But it's just that one particular muscle group that you just happen to be half assing in your training, that's just not going right. It's like, that just does not make sense. So Yeah, after you get through a very fatiguing workout, once you're fatigued, you're not really wanting to push that muscle group anymore. And also, once you have accumulated all this fatigue in the beginning of your workout, then it actually makes your later workouts, uh, not workouts, your later exercises a little bit less effective. Now, this is not like make or break, like you're you're gonna get drastically different results, but it does make a significant enough of a difference, especially from the mental standpoint, like if the last thing you want to do is train calves and then you put that last, then you're obviously not going to push yourself as hard, which means you're not going to see as much gains as you want to, right? So instead, you know, throw calves for as a first thing, like in your exercise routine. And a lot of people will also argue like, Oh, what, what about like, won't that take away from your squats or whatever? And I truly don't think so because especially if you're doing like a straight leg calf raise, you you're, that's not going to affect your squats that much because in that bottom position the like the the gastrocnemius or the the calf muscle that works during straight leg calf raises don't really get affected all that much like you might be a little bit sore you might feel a little bit pumped but it's not going to affect it all that much and i think it's one of those things that like you just have to kind of work through like the the human body is amazing at making adaptations and getting used to stuff so after a few weeks so maybe like your squats are going to be underperforming after doing calves for like the first like three to four weeks, but maybe after, but after that, your body's going to adapt to and like, oh, it's actually like we're, we're used to this now. So we're not going to be as sore, not going to be as fatigued. And now you can like actually get back to your previous numbers in your squats. So the notion that like, oh, this is going to fatigue and I want to hit my squats first, like it, like your body is amazing at adapting. You just have to be comfortable with like, okay, the next three to four weeks aren't going to be the best. They're not going to absolutely absolutely suck, but you just have to get over your ego, like, oh, the weight's probably going to drop down a little bit because I'm not used to this routine, and then eventually after that, your body catches up and it adapts, and then that's when you start making progress. So, yeah, do the lagging body parts first. Um, and also, it's like, for whatever it's worth, like, especially when I hate doing calves, I'm like, oh, if I do it first, I can get this shit over with, and I can sort of, like, quote-unquote reward myself with, like, the, the stuff that I actually want to do later in the leg workouts so yeah that's that's pretty much that and also you're more like physically fresh as well because like I said when you get when you're super freaking tired the last thing you want to do is train hard for calves so doing it first you're like mentally fresh and you're physically fresh so you're able to like actually push hard and you're actually able to apply more effort to that muscle group so yeah for whatever that's worth there it is so that's point number two point number three and four. Um, adding extra exercises or adding one or two extra working sets. Like I said, these are the last things on the list because I really don't encourage doing this unless you're really not see- you haven't been seeing progress for like months and years. So the the number thir- three on the list it's adding one or two extra exercises. So the reason why I want to put extra exercises first is because different exercises, even though they train the same exact muscle group, they have kind of like different physiological effects on the body. So like, for example, um, let's say like a, you know, a shoulder press or like a front raise. So actually, no, that's a bad example. So let's say um, a leg extension or a squat for your quads. So the the leg extension is gonna make it super hard for the quads in like the fully shortened or fully contracted position. And then the squat is gonna make it hardest for the quads in the fully lengthened or fully stretched position. So like when, so my, my, my thought process behind this is that maybe you've been doing the same exact exercises for a while and you've like fully tapped out your ability to progress on that exercise for now. And that's not to say that you've like fully tapped out and you never need, you can never do that exercise again and you're never going to make progress again. But you just might need to swap it out for something else for a little bit so that your body can actually get used to another exercise. And then once you go back to that, then it sort of serves as like a fresher stimulus. And then now your body can continue um, like making gains and like properly progressing. So That's why I want to say like add one or two extra exercises and keep in mind only one or two. Don't go adding like freaking four or five exercises because I see people do this shit all the time and they're like, oh, I'm not seeing this is not growing. So I'm going to do like four to five different exercises. And I and the most commonly for men, I see men do this with chest for women. I see women do this with glutes. You know, men, they'll do like four different variations of cable flies with with like like a different and like freaking all the angles to make sure that you're hitting every single muscle fiber of the chest at every single angle. And then you have women who do like five different variations of hip thrusts with different temples, with different pauses, with different like intensities, with like different rep ranges and all that kind of stuff like in a row. And like that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like stop adding in so many damn exercises because now, like I said, you're accumulating so much more fatigue that your body has to recover from. And also because they're the same like exercise essentially like i know i talked about adding different exercises but they have to be like like completely not completely but they almost they have to be like very different from each other if you want to uh, like achieve that like sort of like different stimulus like so not doing like the chest fly with the same freaking like um machine like you you have to like be doing a different like exercise in itself if you want to know more about this, go look up like muscle resistance profiles. Um, I don't want to like, like throw you into the weeds too much here. But if you are interested in like learning more about that, go ahead and look that up. But otherwise, like adding one or two extra exercises into your workouts. And especially if your workouts are already like four to six exercises, this is going to be plenty just like adding one. Usually most of the workouts that I program, six exercises max, four exercises, or three exercises minimum, actually. But more often than not, people have the time to fit in four exercises. So yeah, that's pretty much that. Um, don't go adding a bunch of fucking random shit and just like add one or two at a time and you'll find that, Hey, you, all of a sudden you'll start like, you'll start making progress. Um, and then the last thing here, add one or two, and I want to emphasize one or two extra working sets to that exercise. So, or to the exercises that you're doing. So for example, if you're ready, you know, doing a very like one or two very hard sets for your chest for like your dumbbell bench press or something and you're just not quite seeing the amount of progress that you want to make then add one or two extra like hard sets to to that and then see if you make any progress and like i said don't go adding don't go fucking like doing but like fucking random drop sets rest pause all this freaking like like every minute on the minute all these like freaking i don't even like know i'm so like out of out of touch with like the stupid shit that people do nowadays but like you know adding in like like single arm pause freaking i don't even know anymore but like like just doing all this random shit that's like not necessary and like the re- the current research what it points to right now is that just simply doing like a regular straight set if you aren't familiar what straight sets are it's pretty much like you do a set you rest two to three minutes you do that next set you rest two or three minutes you do the next set There's nothing really special about doing all of these other, like, drop sets and, like, rest pause and, like, all these other, like, fancy influencer techniques that, like, they're they're pushing in terms of, like, changing up your workouts or making it more intensity and, like, getting a better burn or getting a better pump. Like, all that kind of stuff is bullshit. Like, as long as you lift heavy, you're training close to failure, you're picking good movements, and you are recovering and resting properly, you are going to make gains. They're really – it's really, like – it can't get much simpler than that. Like, don't overcomplicate this shit. And, yeah, and that's how you make gains. But, yeah, that that is about it. That about covers everything I wanted to cover in this episode. Hope this has helped you kind of overcome your stubborn muscle groups, like, problem. Um, If you have any questions, please reach out. Please send me an email or shoot me a DM on Instagram. Um, and I'd be more than happy to help. But, yeah, that is about it uh hope this has helped you if you're listening on spotify or apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a five-star review be sure to leave a written review as well because i do love reading those and that is about it hope this helped as always as always here for you if you need anything catch you next week see you later bye